All right. Welcome back to another episode of Chatting Cinema. I'm Gianni. I'm Flint. I'm Luke. And uh, we figured that at the time of this recording, at least with WandaVision wrapping up, we should kind of rattle off and talk about the upcoming Marvel shows on Disney+. Plus. Um, following WandaVision, we're going to see the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Cannot wait. After that, we get Loki this summer. Uh, what if also this summer? Then Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, Ironheart, I Am Groot, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in late 2022. So that's that's kind of far off, but all yeah. exciting stuff. I don't know about you guys, but I am so overwhelmed and so excited at the same right? time. My Disney Plus subscription feels so worth it now. <laughs> exactly. <But> yeah. <laughs> I feel like the best part about these shows, and we're going to talk about it a little bit as we go along, because Falcon and Winter Soldier, we've seen quite a lot of that dynamic duo in the movies, but I think my favorite part mm-hmm. about everything you just read off, it's letting us get to know characters that either didn't get enough screen time or just haven't even been in the movies yet. Because yeah. the, the Marvel right. Universe is filled with so many interesting characters. And like all these shows, like imagine telling us these shows were going to happen after like Iron Man came out. I'd be like, yeah. are you serious? Like we're getting all of those? And like, it's just exciting. And like to start off with Falcon and the Winter Soldier... I mean, I think uh, Anthony Mackie the other day just said that this show really goes into his character's backstory because we got Winter Soldier's backstory, obviously, in the second Captain America movie and the first one. Uh, But, you know, uh, Falcon kind of just showed up and it's not a bad thing because sometimes you just need characters to show up and be there. But like, it's nice to get their backstory. And I think he was a really underrated part of the MCU. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts soon. I mean, I think it starts, what, March... 18th 19th something like that yeah it's uh, i'm not sure what the i think it's the 19th i think because it's yeah. the wandavision ends and then there's a week and then falcon and winter soldier is the next friday and they're going to keep doing that that release schedule that wandavision was uh using for falcon and winter soldier new episode every friday um, real quick i know but, we're yeah like like i know we're going to date this episode but do you guys think that WandaVision either has a secret last episode or a two-hour finale? Oof. Everybody's talking rumors. about this secret episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I, watch, uh, I watch a ton of Mr. Sunday movies, yeah. and uh, they, they were the first ones to note that there could potentially be a secret episode. I don't know. That'd be like... I, I don't know how I'd feel about it, Like, because I feel like I'm going to mentally prepare myself for the, the WandaVision finale. And then if they're like, ah, next week, <laughs> tune in. I, I think I'll feel, I don't know how I'll feel, but I lean towards it being like probably like an hour long finale. I, I think it's going to be a longer episode, um, but I don't think there's going to be a, a secret one, but I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, a secret episode will be wild. And like, um, I don't think I've ever heard of a TV show doing that where it's like, it, they tell you, you know, every week there's nine episodes. Like, what if they're like radio silent and then all of a sudden on week 10, they're like, hey, new episode, like no warning. I That'd be nuts. That'd be yeah. insane. But yeah. honestly, I'm kind of with Flynn about an hour long episode because we haven't been graced with an hour long episode yet. And I think the finale would be a great time to extend that runtime a bit because we're not in sitcoms anymore, yeah. boys. 
or not. This is the real world and it's scary. So, uh, yeah. yeah. There's definitely a lot to, to wrap up, uh, a lot that we don't know answers to. So they could definitely pad out that runtime. Um, I, and I think I would prefer, like, if the last episode and the secret episode were both an hour, that would be one thing. But if this upcoming episode was 30 minutes and then there was a secret episode that was the final 30 minutes, I don't think I would love that decision a ton. Yeah, I agree. But we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see how uh, WandaVision wraps up. And Luke, like you were touching on with, uh, with Falcon, um, I think Falcon is, is at his best in the Winter Soldier movie. Like I think Sam Wilson is is so interesting there, and the bits and pieces we get of his uh, his backstory, where he's talking about flying with his his wingman. I think it was Riley. Yeah. Um, was the character's name um, that ended up dying? Like it really mirrors Steve's story in a lot of ways, like losing Bucky. Um, so like diving into that and seeing like if Sam and Bucky could kind of like be this crutch for each other um because they both just lost steve like that's a huge loss in both their lives and it's different relationships but that doesn't diminish the intensity of either relationship um and everything we've seen from falcon winter soldier feels very grounded feels very in the vein of the winter soldier film so uh, i'm super stoked for that too just and like a baron grounded down to earth yeah bring baron zemo back you have the the flag smashers as a, a group of villains in there like there's a lot of really interesting and of course you have u.s agent um what's is the government going to give away the shield they're going to confiscate it from sam like the, i think this show could have stuff about the sokovia accords um what like what are they <laughs> like in this post end game universe we like have a bit from spider-man far from home where like clearly peter parker is being viewed as a, a criminal now but like could dive into that like how they even operate at this time is thunderbolt ross still secretary of state did he just watch everything that happened and is like, ah, you, you still can't do it. I don't care. Cause that's how he is in infinity war. They show up and he's like, I don't care. <laughs> you can't be superheroes still. That's what the legislation says. So I don't know. I'm excited to see everything that, uh, that that show dives into though. Yeah. And something you touched on Flynn too. I saw there's like a clip going around. It's pretty viral right now. Sebastian Stan at a convention answering a fan's question about the scene where Cap and Bucky have like their final meeting in Endgame and they were like you guys barely shared any words do you think Bucky knew and Sebastian said like in the clip basically about 40 minutes before they were filming the scene he found out they were filming it nobody knew that that was the scene and he mm. found out and he goes to the Russo brothers he's like don't you think there would be something more and they said Cap and Steve or I mean Cap and Bucky have had this conversation that they know they're not right, in right. their time anymore and anything could happen and that they were prepared for something like this to happen. And I think I'm excited to see how Bucky is definitely further along the acceptance of it happening than Sam is, because mm -hmm. I think that mm -hmm. they're both going to be going through stages of grief, losing the, their best friend. 
And then, I mean, like, they're the unlikely duo that are buddies because of that. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they're two friends because they they had the same best friend and they became friends because of that. So then now right. it'll be interesting to see their dynamic as well as whoever they're fighting, if they're with the government, against it. And it's, it's just going to be exciting because, like, Baron Zemo and, like, being in the mix and then, like, if they're against the government, we have three different sides and we're going to be getting three different points of views of all this crazy stuff happening. So I think it's a great direction to go in after WandaVision because WandaVision has been the most weird, wacky comic book thing we've gotten since these comic book movies and shows have started. It's very quirky. It's very strange. And that's why we love it. But now we kind of are getting a taste of what these like dramatic, like cinematic Marvel TV shows will be like. And I think these two characters are a perfect choice to start it with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would say, I think just Baron Zemo's inclusion in this series is going to be interesting because his whole MO is like no more superheroes. Right. But Mm. are Bucky and Falcon really considered superheroes? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Yeah. If anything, they're just going to be. It, in it is. Inter- <laughs> yeah, it is interesting too that like they would be on the like like does he have like a tiered ranking and yeah, it's just yeah. like you know what let's uh let's start on a lower difficulty <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I don't I, maybe he's uh seen what's happening in the Westview anomaly and is like I am a dude with a mask and maybe a Glock nine I am not gonna touch that yet it, one of these guys that like talks a big game but when it comes to it he is not gonna get involved but yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what what Zemo does and um as far as Luke your internal discussion on like the government's role in this show I think this show is going to be very like anti the government because um, I think that I think the shields getting confiscated from Sam and I think they're going to set up us agent as like, you know, this he's, he's what captain America looks like. And so I think this show could kind of interrogate, the relationship between race and the United States in a super fascinating way that I I don't think people are really like giving it credit for or anticipating Um, because you have Sam who as per the wishes of Steve Rogers, Captain America is the next Captain America. He wanted Sam to have the shield and from everything we've seen, it looks like the government is like, eh, I disagree. Let's let's give it to this fella right here. So and he's like white and blonde, just like Steve. And that begs the question if like Hydra could still be involved because blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever. That might be reading into it a little too much. But uh, it's very clear that that's there. And there are rumors that um, Isaiah Bradley is going to be included. And Isaiah Bradley is a character that was experimented on post Steve Rogers, part of uh, a black battalion taking in to see if they could create another super soldier. And so if Isaiah Bradley is in the show, his very existence likely brings up questions and conflict for Sam Wilson. And I think that's fascinating. And I really hope they delve into it. And I think they will. But you, you can never know. We don't know what the full extent of the show is going to be. But I think they're going to do that. And that dovetails into a theory I have 
that Disney Plus is helping to set up the Young Avengers. So Isaiah Bradley has a grandson named Elijah Bradley who becomes the superhero Patriot. And Patriot is kind of a, a young Captain America stand-in. And we've seen from WandaVision, spoilers for WandaVision, but uh, we've seen that Tommy and Billy, uh, her children, exist. We don't know what's going to happen by the end of this series as of this recording. But no matter what happens, I do think they will be back in some way, probably a little bit older as the superheroes Speed and Wiccan, which are kind of a little bit Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver stand-ins. Um, Speed is a lot closer to Quicksilver than Wiccan is to Scarlet Witch, but whatever, it's all semantics. So there's three right there. Then we know that Hawkeye has Kate Bishop. We've seen the set photos of Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. That's another member of the Young Avengers. We also know that Cassie Lang is going to be a superhero in Ant-Man 3 Quantumania. She's going to be stature. So there's another one. And then we have Miss Marvel, who Kamala Khan, who it could be another member of the Young Avengers. And we also have uh, a full Ironheart TV series coming on Disney+. Plus which was a really interesting choice. I'm super excited that they're doing that. Um, but she could be another member of the Young Avengers as like the Iron Man stand-in. And there are just all these characters coming in and you never know with the popularity of both Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse is an animated movie and Spider-Man Miles Morales is a PlayStation game, how badly Disney Marvel is itching to add Miles Morales into the fray, into the MCU. We've already got mention of him in Spider-Man Homecoming because Donald Glover plays the Prowler, Aaron Davis, and mentions his nephew. So there are a lot of characters being set up, mostly on Disney+, Plus, but some in the movies too, that feel like they want to do a Young Avengers lineup. And I know that they've experimented behind the scenes with the ideas of different teams because there was a time where um there was like an a-force uh team up in the works that was going to be an all-female avengers type lineup so we know that this is something that they've been looking at and with all these characters coming within the next few years i do not think it's a coincidence so young avengers is on the horizon i'm telling you put it in the bank <laughs> hey flynn i like how your brain works <laughs> thank you so that's that's the theory but i elijah bradley and isaiah bradley are two fascinating marvel characters um that i think the falcon and winter soldier show could flesh out in a really interesting way and uh could really inform just as much as the existence of steve rogers could really inform how sam wilson acts as captain america going forward yeah i mean there's still so much to talk about here uh I, yeah loki, loki came as kind of a surprise because i feel like we all thought we were done with him after infinity war and then they announced the mm -hmm. show and lo and behold the first trailer looks really good i'm excited and i mean yeah. second the second we saw that little bit in endgame where yeah. Steve and iron man went back to their first avengers movie timeline 
and Loki just disappears with the Tesseract. I'm like, oh, that yeah. means something. Something's yeah. happening. Yeah. And then the Loki, Coming to Disney you know, Plus. <laughs> the Loki, they should have just like had that in his like little teleportation thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. And burned into it, like coming soon to Disney Plus. Right. But I feel like Loki could really be like not another WandaVision where we're seeing sitcoms, but like another WandaVision in a sense of it's very different from what we've seen. Because Loki's not our traditional character where he is relying on fighting and like right. he's just not that type of character and i feel like there could be and with an actor like freaking tom hiddleston bring this on i want it i need it and like i felt like almost robbed at the end of infinity war where like he was one of the most interesting mcu characters one of the only villains to survive past his first movie and then now he's getting a tv show like hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, my take, um, Gianni, you said that, you know, we all thought that we were done with Loki after Infinity War. I will go a step further and say I wanted to be like I wanted that death to remain permanent. I mean, Thanos even has a line about it where he says no resurrections this time. And it's not that I didn't love Tom Hiddleston as the role or love him as Loki. But I thought that they had kind of been doing this formula where loki goes bad redeems himself dies then comes back and is bad then redeems himself uh it had just kind of fallen into a cycle for me i mean even in ragnarok he starts off bad then he fights in the final fight yada yada but this show looks really good (laughs) like the trailer completely changed my mind it was one of the disney plus shows that i was just like eh, you know i'll watch it because i'm a shill but <laughs> i i don't know that i'm too excited for this one and then i saw the trailer and i was like they're doing stuff with the time variance authority and it's super weird and owen wilson's in it and it wow. just looks really cool <laughs> yeah and it has like the potential <laughs> like wandavision where wandavision the first few episodes were all like different eras this has that similar potential where like each of the first few episodes could be in a different timeline. And we see, like we saw in the trailer, Loki as DB Cooper. And the reason that there's bills that floated to the ground from that case is actually because of the Bifrost. Like, I think that's really clever, like way to recontextualize things and like the way that Watchmen or even uh, X-Men days future past like recontextualizes like the kennedy assassination like it's cool to take real life events like that and be like ah comic book characters were there (laughs) um so i'm excited to see if they do anything else like that in loki like real life historical events that loki was part of and he's the reason for everything to get messed up as time goes on but yeah a show that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Show show that I wasn't super stoked for, but now I'm I'm definitely excited for, it. and that's coming in in June, so not crazy far away. Sooner than we think it is. I mean, felt like yesterday, or when we uh, when like all these were announced. And now we're about to finish the first one, and the second one starting two weeks from now. So, yeah, I remember yeah. leading up to the WandaVision premiere, I thought it was going to get delayed. Like I I didn't think they were ready. I thought that it was like a mess behind the scenes and they were like trying to rush it out. And uh, wow, was I wrong on that? Like that show looks incredible and it's perfectly narratively formed and 
it doesn't feel half baked at all and everything's great. So, um, yeah, I think the, the one other show we've gotten material out of is what if, right. So that could kind of be the, the one we use to wrap up here as we're waiting on trailers and stuff like that. But what if I've always been super interested in to see what they do? Like, I think the animation style uh, is really cool. I think it looks great from that trailer. And I think that there is so much storytelling potential here to just give us alternate versions of these characters and of these timelines and through the eyes of Uatsu the Watcher, which is like wild and cool in its own way. But yeah, we're like, that trailer alone has, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? What if um peggy was captain britain what if we had marvel zombies right so there are so many interesting storytelling lanes for them to take with that show and it's animated so they have a bit more freedom as to uh what they can explore in terms of like budgetary restrictions and everything i mean i don't even think they know what that word means at disney plus given (laughs) what some of these trailers look like they're full-on film budget per episode but I think you can explore a lot more in a shorter period of time with animation than if you were doing something live action. I think too, with what if it allows us to bring back all the voices of the characters in a much easier way, because all these actors Mm. are up to so much now. And like Robert Downey Jr. just like made Dr. Doolittle for fun and who knows what he's going to do next. But, like, we could easily get him back as Iron Man for a what-if story because he just has to do the voice. And, like, it's not going to undermine what happens to him in Endgame at all because it's a Mm -hmm. what-if. It's completely unique situations every episode. It's almost like, in a sense, like uh, Marvel's uh, Black Mirror where it's like you just don't know what's going to happen each episode. They stand alone. Like, like it's not going to matter ever again at the end of the episode because it's just that's the what-if situation. And... I would freaking love to see all these like voice actors be the actual actors from the movies to get to play their characters again, but in weird, cool, unique situations. Yeah. And, and also this really brings back to its comic book roots because Marvel What If is traditionally one of the most popular comic book series, one of the longest running ones too. And there's been some wild ones. I mean, Anytime I saw one at a comic book store, I was like, oh my God, I need this. Like, just because you knew it would be fun. It doesn't matter if you like the characters or not. So I think it's just a really great choice to also be like, hey, we don't just have to do live action. Like, because Marvel has really not done much in the animated world. Like, especially when you look at DC, its main competitor, they really haven't dove into it like DC has. Like, Spider-Man's gotten a lot. And, like, I think the Guardians had a show recently, and I think there's been, like, a couple Avengers cartoons. But I feel like What If could just be one of the most fun superhero cartoons we've ever gotten, so. I agree. Yeah. I'm going to pitch a a quick storyline that I want to see on What If, and it's going to be What If the 90s X-Men cartoon (laughs) folded over. Because I think (laughs) that would be so cool to, to mix those animation styles into one of these episodes that show is one of my all-time favorite comic book anything that was one of the main reasons why i was excited for disney plus because it was like oh my god the og x-men is gonna be on there and like what if there's an episode of what if where that x-men group 
meets the x-men of the 2000s meets the x-men of yeah the 2010s and like there's just like three cyclopses awesome. all pointing at each other all the wolverines are kind of the same because they all sound like hugh jackman or they are hugh jackman right, right. and then like ryan reynolds is deadpool just like pops in and it's just like hey i'm here too even there's only one version of me yep bring it on make it weird you know yeah. like just make it as weird as you want because that's the whole point of it it's just it's supposed to be outlandish and like what if this happens so full send the weirdness i'm ready for it yeah marvel can literally do anything at this point and i'll be there you know pretty much yeah good stuff well i think that wraps it up for today uh uh, thanks for listening thanks for watching i'm gianni i'm flynn and i'm luke and we'll see you next time